Hello and welcome to Making Movements, where we meet people who are making change and listen to the music they love. On the show today, we're very lucky to have George Fielding joining us. Welcome to the show. Hello there, guys. Great to be here. Thanks, Jack. You're very welcome. I'm very excited about this episode. I met George um, what feels like quite a long time ago now, when I was first making my way in London. Um, but before we get into that, I thought I'd give you a chance to introduce yourself. So over to you. Well, thank you, Jack. It, it, it was a while ago. We first met, I think, I think in 2014, believe it or not, in in the in the store in Southeast London. Um, and why was I there? I I, I was I was there because I predominantly, as a wheelchair user myself, always uh, campaigned and advocated for change on behalf of and and for uh, people with disabilities, whatever that terms means. Maybe maybe we'll discuss that later. And have taken that that role and that desire to create and and to create and communicate uh, solutions to people with disabilities problems into the social care sector, which is a wonderfully misunderstood, but, all, but also a wonderful line of work, where, kind of where, where, I've been, uh, where I've been working for the last five years. And uh, having set up my own uh, social care providers, uh, the most recent of which is called Amethyst. You've brought a really nice selection of songs along with you, some that I know, some that I don't know. So I'm looking forward to getting into them. And as always, we like to start all the way back at the beginning. <laughs> well, 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 that, well, that I have to say would point to the Nina Simone song. I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. Um, I always um, have struggled, but really enjoyed the struggle of and the contradiction of, of referring to myself as a person with a disability. The word disability is either incredibly meaningful, it is the most meaningful term in an English dictionary, or the most meaningless, purely because we either take the pressure and the privilege of making adjustments adjustment for people as a human right, and, and therefore make adjustments for everybody that we want to work with, or we dehumanise by, by creating environments and, and, and uh, and ways of working that that don't don't work for the people that we most need here around the table. Um, well, I was the first wheelchair user at my at my primary and secondary school, surrounded by my peers, all of whom were fascinated with me and interviewed me on a daily basis. But it was always a kind of a beautiful process where actually they were just intrigued they wanted to know and they wanted me to be a part of their games and 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 and, and their and their lives which i was um which which was which was fantastic so whilst i was different i actually wasn't because i was able to participate because people wanted me to i wish i knew how it would feel to be free I wish I could break all the chains holding me I wish I could say all the things that I should say Say I'm loud, say I'm clear for 
for the whole round world to hear. I wish I could share all the love that's in my heart. Remove all the bars that keep us apart. I wish you could know what it means to be me. Then you'd see. also reflects I guess the house that I was brought up in um, I was brought up in a, a four-story Victorian townhouse uh, which I only just left um, aged about 23 um, last uh, in, in the last few years and um, that house was purchased by my mother um, with the inheritance from 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 her mother, so it was the last gift that, that her mother gave her. Um, and so she always used to say to me, well, if I love this house, then you're going to as well, and you're going to live in it as well. Um, but it was bonkers, because it was never adapted for me. Um, I got around and did things that no person with a disability ever should, um, so they say. Um, but I... I kept moving and I, and, and I kept creating my own solutions and solving my own problems. So to go downstairs for a cup of tea, I had to go downstairs for a cup of tea, upstairs to the bath and upstairs to my bedroom. And, you know, I, many people would deem it incredibly unfair, but actually I was fit, I was active and I never stopped moving. Um, I guess in my campaigning as the Nina Simone song demonstrates in my campaigning I I've always believed that you'll get you'll be able to see the intelligence in people with disabilities if you give them the freedom to speak for themselves it's really interesting I, I I've spoken to someone recently called Setu Zansi who is based in South Africa uh, in a town called East London funnily enough and she works with children who've um, experienced lower limb amputations and she she describes a real light bulb moment for her where she said one particular boy who was so active and enthusiastic and full of energy that she thought well wow I mean this child has has gone through a lot and has has um, suffered a trauma and and as a result of it has lost one of their limbs but he's not letting it hold him back and with a bit of help who knows what he could go on to achieve. So for her, that was a real, real moment of saying, well, if I can do something to support in this situation, then, then I, I want to, I want to make that happen. I will always be deeply touched and will always promote and aim to support the people that demonstrate a desire or a need, you know, a physical, mental and emotional need to change their circumstances. Because the assumption around disability is one of rootedness. You know, 
the rebellion is in the moving around. only ever moulded by those who keep looking um, and keep asking this this is why I believe only I've picked the Van Morrison song dwell on the threshold dwell, you know dwell on the threshold the lyric is I'm a dweller, I'm a dweller on the threshold standing by the door in the darkness I don't want to wake no more the really interesting desire to always find your way in you know sometimes the best concerts are the ones where I've not told them I'm in a wheelchair, but I've walked down the stairs and we've closed the venue because I'm a fire hazard. But I'm still, but I'm still determined to dance there. In the, you know, I'm st- I'm still determined to dance in, in the crowd. You know, the 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 um because it is in the doing. That people actually see. And I've sang the song of ages. The dawn will end the night. I'm a dweller on the threshold. And I'm waiting at the door. And I'm standing in the darkness. I don't want to wait. 
more about the songs that you've brought because I get the sense that you've put a lot of thought into each of these selections. So what about Laura Marling once? Um, the lyric once, once is enough to break you, once is enough to make you think twice about laying your love out on the line. I wish I'd written that. I, I, I just, I, I, I just, that there, there's a, once is enough to make you think twice. Is 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 just that there is so much weight in those words. The fact that actually, I believe <laughs> we're all musical beings. We've all got a heartbeat, and uh, and and uh, and and we all, you know. I proudly call myself a compulsive person because I'm waiting for that next urge, right? I'm waiting for that next rush of blood or that next idea, you know, and I'll follow it, you know. But there's a pain in the way she sings about that, you know. There's a regret. Um, and it's a regret that I see and hear in the work that I do with parents and carers with people with disabilities on a day-to-day basis. Um, because there's enough people that have been hurt so many times that they'll never trust again. In the land I now know to be With a heart so dark it's near blind When I think about the life I left behind I still raise no praise to the sky It's needed saying has been said When I think about the life that I have led I lay down to the sound of the word
So, how did you go from growing up as a child to becoming the advocate that you are now? What was the moment where you thought, okay, this is what I want to do? I think I'm one, very lucky that my parents, both my parents work full time. So I had that support network in the sense that they would provide for me monetarily, but they didn't have any time to solve my problems for me. So yes, my advocacy started because actually I stole the megaphone off of the people that were trying to control my own narrative. Um, I, I also always hate the question, what medical condition do you have? You know. What medical condition do you have? Because it was the first and the only question that people with disabilities used to ask me. And that when I was uh, 10 or 12, you know, walking into a wheelchair service, which I went on to lead as their board of young trustees with a large network of young wheelchair users, that broke my heart because actually, why weren't they talking to me about music? And why weren't they young? You know, you know, what, what, why was it that people with disabilities were coming up to me and regurgitating the same old kind of stereotype that the only thing that binds people together is in disability circles is the condition that they have. Um, and I never used to answer that question. I still don't know what cerebral palsy is. You know, I have absolutely no idea and no care. And I, yeah, and 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 that's where it started. In my refusal, I think, to answer that question, because it shocked people. I had to teach people like myself that there are other things to life than doctor's appointments and diagnosis. We should talk about how that's led on to the work that you're doing now, but I want to hear your next selection first. Which one are you going to go for? I think let's go for the, the, the song. It's what you do with what you've got. Someone like him, he was tall and strong and lean With a body like a greyhound and a mind so sharp and keen But his heart, just like a laurel, grew twisted around itself But almost everything he did brought pain to someone else Well it's not just what you're born with, it's what you choose to be It's not how big your chain is, but how much you can share And it's not the fight you dreamed of 
But those you really fought, it's not just what you're given, it's what you do with what you've got. And what's the use of two strong legs if you only run away? And what use is the finest voice if you've nothing good to say? What good is strength and muscle if you only push and shove? And what's the use of two good ears if you can't hear those you love? The lyrics of this song will always fascinate me. Um, what I love about it is it is written from the perspective of of a challenger, of uh, of an accuser, you know. Between those who use their neighbours and those who use a king, between those in constant power and those in constant pain, between those who run to evil and those who cannot run, tell me which ones are the cripples and which ones touch the sun. There's also the only, the only song that I really know that is written from the perspective of a person with a disability. Um, I, I, I worry about sometimes how provocative it is, but there is a line in it that says, between those in constant power and those in constant pain, tell me which ones are the cripples and which ones which, and which ones touch the sun. It's about fallacy and judgment, isn't it? Um, and I think, and I forgive the, the, the singer-songwriter for using a word that will always make the skin crawl because actually, um, it's quite it's it's quite clear whose side he's on. Um, and it's not just what you're born with; it's what you choose to be. It's not how big your share is, but how much you can share. And it's not the fights you dreamed of, but those you really fought. It's not just what you're given, it's what you do or what you've got. I really love it when guests introduce songs with the lyrics and that's partly because I'm a trumpet player and, and a DJ so I love music but I just don't really listen to lyrics I don't know what it is I listen to the instrumentation and sometimes the lyrics really pass me by but hearing them picked out is really powerful mm. so how does it tell us about the work you're doing now and what's coming up in the future I am. I have. I have um, with six other directors. I've set up um, Amethyst Care and Support Group, which is a supported living provider, a social care provider. Um, and my role within this organisation is to co-produce services um, and and develop services that enable people with disabilities to move on into an, into independent living. I, can, I could talk forever about the reasons that I absolutely love social care and the reasons I absolutely hate it. The reasons I love it are because you see an array of 
emotionals every single day. I love the fact that my colleagues my and my job is to fade into the background. And my success is only in really whether they've lived that had, you know, or enjoyed their day, you know, whatever that day may be. I love the fact that we will all need care and support one day. We're all on the same road. And and um, I love the fact that to support somebody well, you need you need to know them. You need to know how their life works. People will people will only ever let you deliver personal care or support them if they respect you. Um, it's not something that it's not something that needs qualifications, but it is something that unites everybody um, and coming off the back of this pandemic we need to look at how we procure we manage sustainably our care services and how the people that are recipient of those care services are, are involved in their leadership. It's nearly time for your final choice, which is Hal Ketchum. Yes. Satisfied mind. How have I introduced this? Again, there's one line in it that, that just, just floors me, you know, and that is the only difference between the rich and the poor is a satisfied mind. Uh, and that's the revolution, I think. I'm satisfied in the sense that my journey to date has been quite a linear one. Um, I've evolved and I've done what's right for me. The only, the only indicator that should ever matter is, is whether your heart tells you you've made the right decision. Uh, and yeah, so I have a satisfied mind but I'm not sure others in leadership or positions of power do, which is why I think this resonates. Well, George Fielding, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your selections and a bit about your journey. No problem. No problem at all. Many more miles were behind him He had left to go Closing in upon that last one That we all must walk alone It's the one across the end of the line So we held on and we told stories Of the good and bad and all Of the power and the glory And the lonely days that crawl And we prayed heaven Holds true love and a satisfied mind He said I ain't afraid of dying Cause I know there's something worse When you have to see your reason for living Go first and you get left behind 
can think of nothing better than to live this life forever. I never wanted no more than was mine. And to lay down someday and go home with a satisfied mind. Said, don't look into the darkness if you want to see true black. Look into a morning's brightness when love ain't coming back, and you will find there is a darkness that blinds. Don't think wealth is ever having all you want all to yourself. It is fine. When you are giving what you have to someone else, the only difference in the rich and the poor is a satisfied mind. Said I ain't afraid of dying, 'cause I know there's something worse when you have to see your reason for. Some can think of nothing better than to live this life forever. I never wanted no more than was mine, and to lay down someday and go home with a satisfied mind. Satisfied, my.